Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Who else has tried FabFitFun? If you don't already know what it is, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. The box I received is epic. Each season's box features a variety of amazing quality brands like Tarte, Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People, Dr. Brandt, and that's just the beginning of it. Don't miss out because these sell out super duper fast. Also, you guys, they make an incredible gift. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use code KIM so that you can save $10 off your first box, making only $39.99. You guys, this box retails for $49.99 but has a value over $200. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use code KIM. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. Hello, everyone. Again, <laughs> sorry we're late. We promise you'll get one. Yeah. But, um,. This it's like a scavenger hunt. Whole I feel like. trip just... around the world, around the country, I should say, has been insane. We're um, we got a little bit of sleep last night. Uh, today is my off day, um, so this is our first chance to do this podcast. Um, so much to talk about. Yeah, if you hear uh, a slight breeze or some birds chirping, or a I need some sun, y'all. I need some sun, y'all. And we are outside our RV. At a picnic table doing this podcast because I have not had a chance to get any sun in weeks and weeks and weeks, and I'm I love the sun and I feel like it's very necessary. So yeah. if you hear anything strange, that would be why we're trying to lift our spirits. Yeah, we yeah this is we're exhausted and as fun as this journey has been for us and our family, um, it can also be pretty trying at times. So we're definitely a few days in. We're definitely a few days in. We have a lot <laughs> more days to go, but um. Okay, let's talk about this baseball brawls that we saw on the news. Insane. Crazy. But Absolutely but relatable. I, I I get it. Well, I, I get it to the sense that, that I understand uh, not necessarily why it happened, but I guess I should say I'm not surprised to have seen that on the news at, at a seven-year-old's baseball game. I know right now... This time of year, it's intense for kids. It's like it's like this the, is all star type yeah, stuff that my kids yeah. didn't get to do because of this trip, and they're very upset with me about. Yeah, so it's it's like the most competitive part of the year is happening right now. So, but yeah, headline news. Uh, it was on Robin Mead's show and Coy Wires on that uh, channel doing a lot of Coy Wires, stuff. the guy that uh, married Coy and I, and has been a friend of Coy's for many many years. They played in the NFL together. Super cool dude. Yep. But we had headline on, headline news on when we were getting ready one morning and uh, a couple days ago, and across the screen came, literally, you see grown-ass men and women. I, I was blown away by that. Grown-ass men and women. Well, you women. know I'm feisty. So, yeah, so we were, we were watching this, grown-ass men and women on the screen, and they were on the baseball field at a seven-year-old's uh, game, seven-year-old, seven-year-old, seven-year-old. Uh, in the middle of the, in the middle of the field, and they were throwing punches, like literally throwing punches. And these kids, you see these kids in the background, just literally standing watching there, their watching their parents, horrible, having a brawl, crazy, in the middle of the baseball diamond for a seven U baseball team. And didn't the, the guy the, get arrested? They're looking they for the looking guy. For him. I don't know. I, I don't know if if you know about this. And, and you, and I don't talking. even remember what state it would, it was in, but yeah. the guy in the white shirt like just went off, hauled yeah. off, and just yeah, punched sucker punched. The, yeah, yeah. He sucker punched somebody and seriously injured somebody. They had to go to the hospital, punched him in the back of the head, I think, or something. But he. So if you have an update, we'd love to know about the update. But anyways, yeah, they they were just literally. 
just throwing punches. And they said, the, the reporter said that it started, again, off of there was a parent that was disgruntled about a call that a 15-year-old umpire, volunteer umpire, had made. Yep. It's and, not and that serious. It's, it's just not that serious. I, I You know... Again, we you guys have heard our, our our baseball chronicles, and it gets heated. You know, people you know they don't like the calls that these guys made, but we absolutely have never ever seen anything go to brawls, and and I pray to God we never do. Uh, but I'm at a loss for words. I really am. Like it's we've ba- talked about it's bananas. Like you you definitely have to set an example for your children, and that's why you know I do get frustrated with some of the behavior of some of these dads because it's just poor sportsmanship you know at the end of the day and and your children are watching you so as much as you want to haul off and punch somebody like you still are a parent you still need to set an example um but i just how do you get to that level to want to punch somebody oh i get real mad you know at these people right but it's but at the end of the day like you're gonna go home you're gonna eat your dinner you're gonna wash right right wash your ass brush your teeth go to bed and, and wake up and it's a new day right and nobody's winning the world series nobody's getting paid millions of dollars for this stuff like yeah agreed how are you what do you what are you like? What are you thinking? I, I we've bananas. talked about character. We've talked about sportsmanship. We've talked about developing these kids and the and what sports mean at this level. And and coming from a background of sports and being in sports, I didn't. Again, I didn't start organized sports until I was really. I didn't really start. I I, I tried wrestling when I was really really little. I did some, I, I tried a little bit of baseball, t-ball stuff, but it was too small. It was like sandlot stuff, you know, so anything organized was, was sixth grade basketball and then seventh grade football. And I mean, it was just, you were, you were learning, you were learning life lessons and teamwork and, and, you know, discipline and, and hard work and, you know, hard work, you know, versus reward and, and, you know, learning how to handle adversity and all those things that you're trying to teach a child. That's what sports give a child, not, not it's crazy. Adiveness and like, like these kids are going to, they're never going to forget that. Never. Ever. Never. I don't know. But I mean, seriously, people do act like it's the World Series. Like, get a grip. It's nuts. Their whole life is centered around their son's baseball right. team or daughter's right. baseball team and, and the outcome. Right. And, I get it. We all want to win. It's just, I mean, that's just life, but we all can't win. So, I mean, and they're seven again. So, uh, you have parents living vicariously through their kids, you know, and and, 100%. Some of those guys, you know, I, some of it's not healthy. No, it's, it's really not. And I, and I saw it growing up, you know, where, where you see a a child get pulled over to the side by a father and and he's, and he's thumping on him or he's yelling at him in his face because he just, because he messed up or he didn't win the match or he didn't win the, he didn't catch the ball. And we heard a funny story this, um, this last week. I guess it's not funny, but it is um, about the wrestling match. Uh, oh, yeah. So we were talking about sportsmanship and <laughs> and with a bunch of uh, our producers and uh, friends and people on on this RV. And um, one of them chimes in and says, "You know, there was a story. Or a friend of mine was wrestling, yeah. and it was, he was a in, he was in high school. He was like it was like the championship, right? Wasn't no, I it? think he just was. It was just a regular match. Oh, I thought it was the championship. <laughs> oh, okay." <laughs> Whatever it was, funny or just a regular. Whatever it was, it's like you know they're wrestling or whatever, and and this guy's son is losing. Yeah, and and he stands up. The dad stands up. Go ahead. In the middle of the stands, loud as hell. Loud as heck. You know, it's just it's a duel going on. So it's just the gymnasium, the opponent's parents, and and his team's you know his kids' team's parents, and he stands up, and they're wrestling, and 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 he says Jesus Christ, and you know we'll just say Fred. Kid, kid's name's Fred. You know, Jesus Christ, Fred. He's only got one leg, and, the, <laughs> and everybody in the gymnasium heard him because the kid, the kid only had, had one, one leg, leg, and he was whooping his son's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I you know, and he was so mad at his son yeah. that he, Jesus you know, Christ, Jimmy, Fred, right, Jimmy, <laughs> he's only got one leg. Like it was just, it was kind of a funny story. We kind of chuckled at that, but I mean, anyway, you can chuckle at it, but. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, right? Ultimately, like the poor kid, he's you know he's probably embarrassed already, right? He 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 understands, like his buddies are gonna probably give him crap, you know, like that's that's the worst. And then, you know, it's just it's just a terrible situation all around. Yeah. 
anyways, that we just want to share that story with yeah. you. So, uh, all in all, you know, I guess it could be worse for us, right? We're, we're thankful. Be yes, thankful. we're very thankful. Be grateful. It could be worse, but sports and parents, I don't know. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Teencounseling.com connects your 13 to 19 year old with licensed professional counselors right where they spend most of their time on their smartphone. The process starts by completing a short questionnaire to help them understand your relationship with your teen and their specific needs. You'll then be matched with a therapist in their network of specialists who is available to start communicating within 24 hours and who has the skills and experience to help. You'll have the opportunity to review their credentials and directly communicate with the counselor so that you can make sure it's a good fit. Then, once you approve, the counselor and your team will begin communicating directly. Teen counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional counseling and financial aid is available. So visit teencounseling.com slash Kim and help your teen take charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. House of Kim listeners get 10% off your first month at teencounseling.com slash Kim. Okay, moving along. Happy birthday to my girl, Chloe Kardashian, the big 35. She turned 35 on Thursday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you. Dog, the bounty hunter's wife, Beth, her passing was pretty shocking to me uh we became kind of friends through uh dms on twitter and instagram and when she first got sick uh she had emailed me and asked about wigs and she's always been positive and and funny and um very encouraging with with me and the kids and her being in reality television and me and anyways it was very sad and shocking and um she uh, definitely there'll never be another Beth for sure uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Dog the Bounty Hunters um, little interview right after she passed I guess it was yesterday maybe Thursday um, right after it pa- right after she passed he talked about you know some of her last words and, and you know how it was very unexpected um, you know they knew at some point this day would come but um, I guess she had a choking spell this past weekend and then they rushed her and they put her into a coma because she was being pretty combative um, with tubes and stuff like that I think we all probably would be at this point um, and so they put her in a uh, coma induced coma medically induced coma and then she just passed so anyways um, thoughts and prayers are with dog and the family um, pretty sad yeah 51 years old like it it really you know i i thought about her yesterday when i was riding horses i'll tell you guys about i posted on my instagram but um you know she she said in one of my dms um i guess we were talking a lot during when the special aired on i guess it was a and e back in 2017 when she first when they she had the surgery to remove the tumor from her throat and all that stuff and she said you know you just got to live life to the fullest because you just never know i always think that way but i definitely thought more of that yesterday when we were riding horses and we'll just kind of move into that but anyhow um right you know like to me it hit me in a sense where if you're not doing everything you can to get to where you want to go wherever that may be yeah. your dreams and, and your goals and your aspirations and you're doing things that that you don't want to be doing what is cash doing in the rv by himself i don't know okay well drinking some water he's maybe. probably eating cupcakes drinking orange soda he might be could you check on him babe yeah. well, but finish it, your thought yeah, sorry well, to interrupt okay. you i just realized yeah. he walked in there by himself That's okay but I, I was you know if you're not doing what you want to be doing you're just there, you're wasting so many precious moments and minutes and hours and days of your life because you only get so many. We we are all that's that's if if we ever talk about anything on this podcast when we say everything is limitless, right? We we believe everything is limitless to what you can manifest, to what you can you know what you can draw to your life. The the greatest man, the greatest amount of money, the greatest house, the greatest whatever it is that you want. And we talk about life is limitless. There is one thing that is limited in this life, and that is time. We are limited on our time. You only have a certain number of days. And every day that goes by is one less day that you're going to have to use to get to where you want to go. If if you're not using those days, those minutes, those hours to get to where you want to go. So really contemplate that and think about that and understand that, you know, if... If you're in a place where you want to be better and do something better and do something different, today's the day, you know, because if not, you just wasted another day. So I I had to go check on Cash, you guys, because he's my sugar junkie. And anyways, he was just sitting on the couch drinking water saying he was so hot. So anyway, um, 
so let's get, jump into me riding horses. Um, I'm not a fan of horses. I think they're beautiful and I can appreciate them from afar, but I didn't grow up around them. I was never really around them. I can pet a pony, but I'm not into horses. So, and a big reason is when I, when Brielle was about eight and this little girl was nine, she lived in our neighborhood. They went to school to the same school, that kind of thing. Um, this nine year old girl who had rode horses all of her life, um, since she was like three or four was kicked by her horse basically and, and died and so the, the community was just devastated um over it and it just hit me and i was like well i mean naturally as a parent i'm like my daughters aren't allowed around horses period so anybody that had a party with horses or anything like that my kids didn't go the girls didn't go can i chime in here be quiet can i chime in what so and i and here's my thought process behind that you know like did it there how many there's been at least a child in this world and in in our lifetime that has probably died on a playground do we let them still play on a playground this yes. is too close to home so don't no, play no no i'm just saying there's there's been kids that have that have died playing baseball there's been people that have died driving down the highway we we have to i understand your fear and it's a very valid fear and fear can be used as a very powerful tool to make you be more aware of your surroundings, more aware of your situation, and to to double check your steps and measures you're taking to be as safe as you possibly can. We but talked about fear. I still face think you should experience everything in life. Fear, face everything and reap, or fear everything and run. It's Use your choice. Fear. But anyways, it is what it is, right? Yeah. So people are like, you fear everything when I post it on my Instagram. No, I fear elevators and horses. Other than that, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm claustrophobic. So anything that puts that makes me claustrophobic, you know, a small space, an elevator, um, some place that I feel confined is what I fear. So And what, you, what you've done with that, you know, quote-unquote fear, if you want to call it that, which it is, but you've utilized it to be more aware of your surroundings and you've used it to benefit your life. There's nothing wrong with walking stairs. You're healthier. Right. You're happier. Right. You, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And I, it's, I just it's elevators thing. Like, I have no interest in facing that. So, so anyway, let's jump into the horses. Are you trying to say something no, else, Corey? Keep going. You're, Corey's chatty today. Oh, man. It's all good. You should be. Yeah. Um, it's hot as Hades out here. So, anyways, the opportunity to ride horses yesterday and uh, arose. And, you know, I get there to this ranch and I see all these horses lined up and I'm like, hell no. Who else is like, hell no? That would be Brielle. Of course, because it hit close to home. She knew this little girl. So, um, the the... Phyllis, who kind of who owns and runs the ranch, was like, you're fine. You're going to do great. Just don't worry about it. And I was like, lady, like, you don't understand. You know, she's like, they're great horses. We've only had two incidences here in nine years. Well, all I hear from then on out is the two incidences. You know, like, what happened? How did it happen? She's like, the people weren't listening. You know, so, so then I start thinking, okay, great. I'm going to have six of my children on horses. My husband on a horse. I'm on a horse. No, like, not happening. So I had to change my shoes because I had high heels on. I know people are like, oh, why would you wear high heels to a ranch? I really wasn't thinking, and I had no intentions of getting on a horse. I didn't know what to expect or really what a dude ranch was. So long story short, I get on the horse. Everybody's on the horse, and I'm not feeling it. I'm just not, right? I'm not feeling the horse. If he even moves his head an inch, I'm like, nope, get me off. Get me the hell off. Well, my horse was a little feisty. He kept, like, nudging other horses, and I didn't want to pull on his head and hurt him with his reins. I didn't want to do that. So I just wasn't feeling it. Anyways, I made them shorten our trip. Like, it's usually, like, an hour and a half or something like that to go to this canyon come back. I said, we're not doing all that. Like, let my kids enjoy the experience. I knew I wasn't trying to act fearful in front of the littles. Brielle and Ariana obviously already know the story. Ariana was fine on her horse. Um initially so we we ride the horses right we get great photos i'm on the horse i'm not feeling it i'm not but i but you know whatever my kids all have helmets on so i feel good about that but i still know that a horse is an animal it's still an animal like it's you just don't know right and this lady was telling me how these horses are heavily trained and all that stuff well you know so is sin and something kind of happened. So anyways, I tend to think the worst. I don't know if it's the mother in me. I just look at scenarios every day that my children are involved in. And I think, is this what could happen? The worst that could happen. You know, like I, I do that. And that's just me. And it's not a negative thought process. It's a thought a 
process of protection. And if I had it my way, my kids wouldn't do shit. They'd just sit on a couch all day because they're my whole life and, and I want nothing to ever happen to them. But that's just, I mean, I think that's every parent. But I definitely am overkill with kind of evaluating situations. What kind of face are you making? I'm squinting. Oh, that you're like, right. you're like, I thought you were oh. going to, I thought you were smiling at me. Like, no. Okay. No. So anyways, I ride the horse <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm, I need off. I text Croy or I tell Croy, Croy, I need off. I get me off. And Croy looks at me. He's like, really? Well, this guy next to me is like, nope, you're good. Oh, you're- I, I said, are you sure? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. And the so- guy next to me is like, you're fine. We're not quitters. And I'm like, should I flip you off your fucking horse? Because, uh, buddy, like when I say I'm done, I'm done. And Croy's like, are you sure? So I went a couple, you know, more feet and I was like, Croy, I'm done. And so I got off and I rode the horse for like 20, 25 minutes. Um, maybe a little bit longer. And I wasn't, I just, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. So Brielle in the interim has all these bees on her back and she's like, like they're kind of not swarming her, but she's like hitting them off. And then Croy's like, you got a bee on your neck. And we don't do well with insects, bugs, spiders, bees, anything. And so Croy's like, you know what? I'm done. There's just too many bees around here. And so I want to get off too. And so she got off. Uh, she got a picture first, though. They went over to the canyon, yeah. and I think her horse kind of scared her because she thought her horse was going to run down into the canyon and like that take so off with cool. her. I, I'm 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 kind of a like a nerd for stuff like that, like space and history and. It's great, babe. Like I love I love information. I don't know, like yeah, like I like to hear stories about. Right. And that was such a cool, cool story. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm so it was such a cool story, and and there were some things that had had connections to me that I didn't even know. Yeah, which was really cool. So I, I had, I mean, it was really neat. Okay. And you did really, really I'm good. I'm really glad you enjoyed yourself. But uh, Croy's horse was like honorary as fuck. He was Henry. like, uh, everywhere I looked, Croy was like away from the crowd. Like he, he was just, the horse was bad. Yeah. So. Every herd, well, not. Oh, wait, wait. They don't so, really call them herds, but the horses are familiar with each other and, they're, and they become friendly with each other. And they, they're like a little group. They're like school kids that, that go to class every day. Okay. Don't use the analogy that, that. Blake at the ranch analogy. used yeah. my horse like kept nudging nudging the other horses around him he just knock him over like knock knock their heads with his head basically I'm like Blake my horse is he's not happy like he doesn't like me he's like no he really does like you and so he said just think about it being like you know school school grade children um, in the backseat of a car that's basically how they behave and I'm like I just can't relate yeah. so just get me the fuck yeah. off him when yeah. I got off my horse you guys he smiled so big like like Mr. Ed and he I mean he had the biggest he was he like was he like, was yawning when you were on him. Like he, he was, he was probably the chill. You probably had the chillest horse. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they gave him the yeah. chillest horse, and he was still honoring as yeah. fuck. So anyway, um, I'm off the horse, and I'm going to get driven back, basically on this, you know, four wheeler type, you know, ride or whatever. And so all of a sudden, I look over, and Ariana's horse is like in the air, and he's like. And he's like, not like a black stallion, like poster, but, you know, half between the ground and kind of that height. He was kind of in the middle. And I thought it was Brielle. And I said to Tony, my EP, get her the f*** off that horse right now. Get Brielle off right now. Actually, Brielle wasn't off because she went to the canyon and took a picture. Then I realized it's Ariana and she texts me, get me the hell off this thing. So anyways, she was off as well. It was pretty scary for her. I guess we just expect them to stand like statues and they didn't. <laughs> so we were scared. So we all got a ride back and we were all happy and I'm glad we got the experience. My kids really, really loved riding the horses, the littles. You know, I think that's a great thing about being a child is not having really any fears. You know, like fears develop over time and with circumstances. You know, my point is, is I rode the horse. I was definitely thought about Beth, honestly, and was like, you know what? I remember her telling me, you got to live life to the fullest. And I was like, you know what? I just have to let go and let God and trust that my children are going to be safe and all is going to be well. And it was. And so, great. I rode the horse and I definitely won't be yearning to do it again okay face my fears house of kim is brought to you by mtv's the real world atlanta streaming now only on facebook watch the original reality show is back and streaming now only on facebook watch MTV's The Real World Atlanta is the next true story of seven strangers picked to live in a house and have their hookups, screw-ups, apologies, fights, tears, voices, live stream exclusively on Facebook Watch. It's the return of the first unscripted show in TV history that tackled gender, race, AIDS, taboos, life, 
death, addiction, connection, acceptance, and reality. And it's being reinvented. MTV's A Real World Atlanta is an all-new reality experience with content dropping daily and new episodes every Thursday. Find out what happens when the next generation stops being polite and starts getting real again. On Facebook, click on the Facebook Watch icon and search The Real World on Watch. MTV's The Real World Atlanta, streaming now only on Facebook Watch. I guess, you know, maybe it's a difference of... of your surroundings when you were younger or something. But I mean, I, it, when I look back now and as a child, the, sh- the stuff that I did and got like, I mean, You're I, a boy. I mean, I was reckless as hell. Right. But I was, but I never, nothing ever happened to me, you know? And, and by the grace of God, you busted out, you had your two front teeth busted out when you were well, like two years I mean, old. Yeah. But like riding a bike with your I mean, sister down a huge hill. That wasn't, I was young. I was, yeah. my, I was two years old. Yeah. I'm saying like when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, even, even younger, I mean, I, I was just allowed to like walk out the front door and go do whatever I wanted. In but then sense. you can look at your best friend Casey, who was killed in a car accident. You well, know what again, I mean? So was, things do happen. That was that was an issue too. Where my point was is like I would get on my motorcycle and I would or my dirt bike and I would go twenty miles from the house in the middle of nowhere and and be jumping it and and you know I'd be hunting on my own you know miles from the house and just always outside in situations where like where you're fearful of like horses I was around horses all the time I was around machinery I was around heavy equipment I mean I cut wood oh and God. chopped wood with my father where you know huge trees were falling down and using axes and using chainsaws and using power tools like I just I, maybe I don't know I remember you know riding my bike a lot and stuff but I've always kind of had fear and I'll, and we're gonna this takes us to our next story about cash um, missing at a koa so but i've always kind of been on more of the fearful side than than not and i don't know if it's a difference between a female and a male because i notice cash uh has no fear kj has some fear uh kaya is extremely claustrophobic uh extremely claustrophobic which oh. again i've talked about that being genetic um oh. and people you know proving that it is genetics but which is unfortunate um but i'm working on getting her out of that but anyways um this story is you know i've had a a few days to process it so it's not uh as emotional as it was for me at the time but you know i i'm not familiar with rv life camping or anything like that that's just not anything i did growing up um you know, it's okay. I love being with my family. Uh, that's what makes me happiest, even if they drive me up a wall. Um, I feel very blessed to live the life that I live for sure and very thankful. But again, I, I'm not familiar with this kind of life. So we are, you know, at a KOA or whatever, which, and if you don't know what that is, it's like an RV park is how you would, you know, basically where you are an RV camper type yeah, parks so, across the country. Yeah, there, there's. There's tons and thousands and thousands of, of RV parks uh, across the country where, where people pull in with their RVs and they camp and they can experience the town or the city or wherever they're at or stay. Bizarre in. to me. Uh, but a specific brand, much like, you know, there's there's Longhorn Steakhouse and Outback Steakhouse and Texas Roadhouse. Like, there's different types of steakhouses. So there's different types of RV parks. And one of them is a, one of the brands is KOA. There's also ABC and then there's yeah. privately owned. I mean, there's ones. a bunch of different yeah. ones, but my point is, is that you know the KOAs are on the nicer side. They have, yeah, they're they're well organized and they're yeah. they're franchisable and, right. and they're clean and they're they're well staffed and they're, yeah. they're great. Anyways, parks. yeah. Regardless, we're at this new KOA. We had been there about an hour. Uh, I, I'm always looking for my children. Like I'm always like making sure they're around me. And of course, like oh, relax. Like Jesus, he's inside or he's over here or whatever. She's there or they went to the store or whatever. My answer yes is is he's somewhere. You know, like he's not like Croy is definitely more chill than I am. I am again, you know, I I don't know if it's yeah, the I difference between you know just being a mo- a mother versus a father. I feel like Croy is definitely more chill. He doesn't you know necessarily look at a situation like I do and think what's the worst that could happen in this situation? What's the best thing that could happen? And I weigh my options with every single situation a thousand times a day. I don't think Croy necessarily thinks like that. I don't think men in general necessarily think like that. Regardless, Cash, like I said, is our one that's more fearless. Um, He's very confident. Um, He's a Leo. Uh, He's just got a really great soul. But I'm always looking for him, you know, and like I just he just, you know, walked into our RV here by himself and I had to go in and check on him because there's no telling what the hell he's doing. Um, so we're at the KOA about an hour. I had opened the RV and asked my nanny, like, is Cash in here? Because I saw everybody else outside. And she's like, yep, he's here. So great. I went about what I was doing. Uh, about 
three minutes later, my nanny's like, Cash, Cash, do you have Cash? And I'm like, no. And I said, I think he's in the RV. And she's like, no, he's not in the RV. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I just, I think he is. She's like, no, he walked out like two or three minutes ago. And I'm like, Croy, look in the RV. So Croy goes in the RV and he comes back out and he's like, no. And I'm like, Croy, go back inside. And I'm starting to panic because there's a million RVs or campers or whatever you want to call them surrounding us. And and, and at the same and in the same moments as I'm looking, you guys are kind of calling cash, you know, cash outside the RV within a, you know, within a 20 foot radius of our RV. We're kind of looking around it. It's quite big. We're, you know, we're just kind of, it's hard. You can't see around it. You definitely can't see over it. You, you know, like, so you're kind of walking around it. Yeah, I'm like, looking around. Uh, so, we, so Brielle and Ariana are looking for him. Within eyesight of our RV. I'm, I'm calling for him. Tracy's calling for him. My executive producer's calling for him. Uh, so there's a good eight of us outside calling for cash yeah. and there's no response. And the second time, and I the come second out and time say, Croy comes outside and says, there's no cash. I, my heart is going to explode. I'm physically ill and I'm screaming, cash. I'm screaming through the KOA and Croy's telling me to calm down. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking calm down. And I tell my producer, shut this place down right now. No, I just, and I just, I, I don't, I don't. You told me to calm down. I might have said, or stay calm or, or something to that nature. I don't, I definitely didn't expect. You I, to, I'm to sure my calm. screams were piercing. In fact, I know they were because a couple had driven by in a minivan right. and said, are you looking for a little boy on a bike? And I said, I don't know. Like I started to get really upset. Our nanny who's been with us since cash was five weeks old is getting very upset. I tell my producer to get to the front of the KOA to shut this place down so nobody can come in or leave. And my heart is going to explode. So I run to the bathroom, which is only 10 feet from our RV. And the door is one of the doors is locked. And I said, Tracy, the door's locked. So I'm banging on the door thinking maybe cash like accidentally locked himself in there and there's no answer. And Tracy's like, I just went to the bathroom and the door wasn't locked. So I start thinking the worst, which wasn't true because every KOA has a lock on the bathrooms and you have to use a code to get it. No, this had no code or anything. It was like a pulled door. I don't know. It was weird. But anyways, my initial thought was that he, he, you know, was inside by accident, but he wasn't yeah. responding. I start screaming and I'm, I'm frantic and I'm running around like a lunatic, just screaming and screaming and screaming. And, I, and I'm, I'm screaming like, and I'm like, if I have to go in every RV, I'm going to, like, I'm so upset. So I hear like a chain of people like. Well, I, and so my thought was, so he wasn't in the RV. He wasn't around the RV. And we were, we were quite a distance from our, our little slot was quite a distance from a, the front. And then at the front there, there's some buildings typically on most of them. There's like a pool. If it has it, there's a playground. There's, there's other, these other amenities. And so my first thought was because what had happened prior to this about 20 minutes before is Kane, they, we had landed at the, at the KOA. And the first thing they want to do is get out and run around, which is fantastic. I love that. And they took off. All four of them took off to the playground with the and, nanny. Yep, and they went to the they went to the playground. They were playing, and we're getting things organized and set up. And we come back, and and Kane is quite upset, and he had had an accident in his pants. He he got so excited to get out and follow his siblings that he forgot to go potty before he was he trying left. to run back to go potty. Yeah. He didn't make it. Yeah, didn't make it. And so that's kind of why they had come back from the park. And so. When Cash, once we realized that Cash wasn't around, I thought that Cash just didn't come back with them. After we had found him and, and within talking, that's when I found out that, yes, everybody else other than me basically had known that he had come back with them. I thought that he had, he didn't maybe stay. So that's where my first thought was, well, he's just at the playground. And while, while everybody else was kind of panicking because they knew that he had come back, where that's, I think, where my, some of my calmness had, had come from. Well, I wanted to punch Corey in the face when he told me to calm down. Okay, <laughs> or stay calm. Stay whatever he said. Stay to me. Calm. I don't care. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't give two shits. Right. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs for cash, and I'm like running around. And, well, and I think looking too. For him. I understand. I definitely understand your 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 panic and your anxiety. But to me, you can't think as clear when you're in that state. So I try to stay as clear headed as possible to think like, what's the steps? What are the steps? And what are the process to get? this fixed as fast as possible you know and that's that's where my mind clicks in and i'm like think 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 bathroom playground pool front laundry store you know where would he be think of those areas where instead of just hitting panic and then i'm thinking somebody stole up. him right and i'll tell you why i thought that oh of course so yeah. um i i finally different. hear you know through the chain of people we found him and i fell to the ground and was hysterically crying i just i just literally was hysterical uh our nanny was hysterical my nerves my stomach uh my heart i was just a wreck um and it took me hours 
to get my shit together um, and and slow down. And but it's changed me. It's changed me on this trip. Um, my nanny's amazing. She's she knows I'm crazy lunatic. It's there's four kids, you know eight almost seven almost six you know the twins so they're very close in age and um again cash being the one that's more fearless uh we tend to always have to look for cash versus kj but cash has never wandered off from us he's never at our house he's never left the gate or he's he just doesn't do that that's just not who he is and that's not who our children are they're always together so it was very strange kj started to get really upset as well and i look and i look too sorry to cut you off there but i look to it and and our kids really haven't had an opportunity to to be in that situation you know when we do things we're we're always as a group we're going to things more as a group versus kind of being split up and you know when we do baseball we're always kind of with him and and so we've never really been to to massive theme parks and things like that it's it's quite difficult uh with with who we are to 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 go and do those things and so he's never really had an opportunity and and it's just you know i look at it and i i was go ahead and then i'll finish kind of what anyways it took me hours to get over it Dalma and i our nanny were hysterically crying ariana was pretty upset i think we all were just kind of on edge my executive producer was like that was some scary shit um and he knew he said i saw the fear in your eyes basically and so i don't know if you guys know this but my brother was kidnapped um when he was two years old i was six weeks old he was quite not quite two i guess um and i was about six weeks old my dad was in the navy for many many years so he was out on a ship and um my brother was playing in the backyard with one of his little friends in like a military housing fenced in um huh fenced in fenced in backyard yeah Yeah. and like a military housing community which it's a base yeah you know it's it's Again, similar to a KOA, not with RVs and that kind of thing, but houses are kind of positioned rather close and they all kind of you know look alike or resemble each other. Yeah, little neighborhood, yeah. So my mom got a phone call from my dad on the ship, which is very, very rare. So the phone rang, so she ran inside to answer it, and she said she wasn't on the phone uh, two minutes with my dad. And she went back outside, and she's my brother's name is Mike, and she's like, Mikey, Mikey, and there's no Mikey. So she thought, well, maybe Mikey, and I don't remember his friend's name for the life of me, but maybe they went back to so-and-so's house. And so she ran to whatever, let's call him Tyler, because it might be his name, but Tyler's house. And his mom said, no, Tyler's here, but but Mikey's not. And so my mom called the people at the base, almost like security or whatever, and shut everything down. And everybody, like a lot of my neighbors were out searching for him. There, My mom said it was, somebody came over and watched me in the crib. And my mom and several other people came out of their house and were calling and searching for my brother. And um, somebody, I don't know who, it might have even been my mom. I'm not sure. I don't remember now because I'm so focused on this situation with Cash. But found my brother with a with a man walking into an apartment, and that he said he was giving him milk and cookies. And so, my mom shared this story with me um, before I ever became a parent, because I used to tell her she was like crazy, like you're a lunatic, you know, like calm down. And then I think when I was old enough to process being, somebody being kidnapped, she did share the story with me, and and you know she said your brother, it was a, we were very lucky, and you know she still, if I talked to her today about it, she'd still get choked up over it. So that's where my head went. That's why my head went to that place. And that's why I panicked. And obviously, like I said to you, I mean, my kids are my whole life. So, you know, you can never replace a child. So I immediately, I I don't know. I just, it's changed me again. It's, it's given me a, um, just very, my nerves. I'm on edge anyway, but it's magnified by a million. Right. So I asked Cash, I said, Cash, you know, like, what were you thinking? Like, what did you like? Why? He says, I, you know, I, and he's crying and, you know, he says, I, I thought you knew. And I said, how, how did you think we knew? I, he walked quite a ways by himself. It's mind blowing. Yeah. It's just not like him. I said, how did you, and he's like, I, I don't know, you know, and he's you could just, yeah, of course. But he didn't, he, did, he saw me and Zalma crying and you could tell that he was like, I, you know, he would never, he's got a very big heart. I was thankful in the moment to see that he knew the importance of like, he made a big mistake, you know, like, and he's like, I, I don't know, you know, and you could kind of see his, his shoulders come forward, roll forward. And you, you just saw him like, like he realized, which I'm grateful because I don't, I don't think he'll ever do it again. Uh, and I just, I just said, you know, why is that so important? And he knew, he knew everything, you know, cause someone could take me. I said, what does that mean? And he says, they, they, they could take me and and, you know, and I said, and you would never see us again. Right. That's what I said, said, yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, would you not like miss me? And, 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 you know, like you could never see me again. And, 
you know that kind of rung home to him. I think, but it's, it was a, it was a sad moment, but it was a definitely like a a huge moment of growth too. At the same time, like mm-hmm. you never had an opportunity. I'm not looking for any more growth for him, okay, or well, us. With right, that. But, the, but as a parent, you 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 know, I'm very grateful that nothing happened, you know, and, and I'm very grateful that we learned a lesson in, in as, in as simple of a way as we possibly could. And he did too. I mean, he was only going literally two minutes, but that's all it takes you guys. And that's, that's, that's your job as a parent is to teach your children the lessons of life without, without them making big mistakes to where their life gets altered. Right. Like, and so your job as a parent is to guide, protect, teach, you know, and, and, um, so Literally, it only took two minutes, and he got all the way to the park. So, yeah. anyways, I kept telling my producer, like, I'm just so upset. I just can't get my fucking – I'm just, just killing – he's like, I get it. Like, I I totally get it, and he's not even a parent. And he just – he said, I, I saw the fear in your eyes, and it was pretty intense. Um, so, anyways, I wanted to share that story with you guys. It literally only takes two minutes, not even ten seconds. And, you know, uh, I know I'm extra paranoid because of what my brother went through and the story that my mom shared with me when I was younger. Um it's the same story that my dentist, when I was pregnant with Brielle at 19, shared with me. He had um, accidentally ran over his two-year-old son and killed him. And when he was cleaning my teeth, and I said, I'm pregnant. And he's like, that's great. And, you know, I guess it was 18. He's like, that's great. And he's like, you know, Kim, I, I want to share a very personal story with you. And um, his name was Dr. Geary. I think it was it was very public. I just didn't know. Um, back up in Windsor Locks, Connecticut. Um, he had said, you know, I, I want you to remember this the rest of your life. No matter how many kids you have, you know, always get out of your car and double check. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, when you're backing out of your driveway, if you're pulling your car into your garage, he said, take the extra minute to get out of your car and check for your children. He said, my son was coming out to say goodbye to me. He was going to work, I believe. And um, he didn't see him and he killed him. And I remember Dr. Geary's eyes being as blue as like Jay Leno's. When I met Jay Leno, that's who I thought of was Dr. Geary. And um, his eyes kind of filled up with tears, and I was like, you got it. And it's, so that stuck with me. The second I had Brielle, that's always stuck with me. And I've always told Croy, everybody in the house, is there, make sure. Now we have backup cameras you know, on all of our cars, but I still don't trust that fully. You can't see. So I, I do always double-check. I... I always roll my windows down, and I don't know if anybody ever does that. But they may not speak. They may not be no, like, "Hey, Dad," you know. No, but. of course. But but it's just an and it's another measure of awareness around you. Sights, sounds. You may hear a door close. You may hear a door open. Uh, you may hear anything. You could hear a ball bounce. Just you know, when those windows are rolled up, these cars now are so soundproof because they want you to have the most comfortable ride possible. And you can't hear you can't hear anything outside. So roll your windows down too. Just, just roll them down. You can hear anything. Yeah. I think just take the extra steps yeah. to just make sure because you, again, you can never replace a child. If you've been listening for the past couple of weeks, you've probably heard me talk about Dole Smoothie Blends. They also have these amazing frozen Dole acai bowls. With the weather starting to warm up, there's nothing that cools me down quite like a delicious acai bowl. It's light and refreshing. And if you ever had one, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. These smoothie bowls are great for a delicious breakfast or anytime as a snack. And they're so convenient. With the Dole Aussie bowls, there's no washing or prep work, no blender to clean. All you have to do is let it thaw or put it in the microwave for 30 seconds, grab a spoon, and enjoy. Instead of going to a smoothie bowl shop every morning, it's so much more convenient to just pull one out of the freezer rather than having to go out and wait in line. And Dole Aussie bowls are a fraction of the price and just as delicious. They come in three great flavors, original, protein, and tropical. And the best part is each is only 230 calories or fewer. So if you're looking for something tasty first thing in the morning or to sneak in a quick snack break, try Dole Aussie bowls. Find them in your frozen aisle. We'll be right back with House of Kim. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. It was a crime no one expected and one many can't forget. 22 Hours, an American Nightmare. A new podcast from WTOP News and Podcast One details the heinous murders of a D.C. power couple, their 10-year-old son, and housekeeper inside their own home. The complicated trail of evidence. She thinks she knows how Darren Wint got inside the house. Oh my God, I saw Amy yesterday. And shocking moments from the trial. His defense team drops a bombshell. Will this investigation lead to the release of confidential audio recordings from the case? So it's under general counsel review. I mean, I'm committing to making a transparent court. 
22 hours, an American nightmare. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts today. And now back to House of Kin. Anyways, okay, moving on. I just have a question for you guys. If you could please Instagram, comment under one of my, my last photo, uh, tweet me or email Kim at Kim Zolciak. I want to know the best running shoe for support. I have a horrible neck, horrible back from going through the windshield of a car when I was 18. Um, maybe I was 16. Shit, I don't know. My head's a blur. Um, I don't remember. But anyways, um, yeah. so when I run, um, I – Obviously, my my vertebrae and everything compresses as my chiropractor kind of talks about it. So I have some support. I've been wearing um, not Adidas. It starts with an A. Asics, A X I, and they've been really really great. And I really like this sneaker, but they're really worn down, and I can't find the same sneaker. So, anyways, I need something for support that doesn't have a ton of cushion to where I'm like running weird, um, but has enough cushion for the impact. So, anyways, just let me know on that, you guys. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, you guys, on to our positive segment. Wish you could escape your life. This might be the chance to get what you want. Keeping it positive. Enjoy, people. It's our positive segment. Turn that frown upside down. Are you dreaming of being able to escape your life by just going to the airport, taking the next flight anywhere, or thinking how great it would be to move and not tell anyone where the hell you went? Um I've thought about these many, many times. Have you dreamt about walking out of your job, just going to the airport and heading off to the most tropical place you could ever imagine? I dream of Turks and Caicos at least 10 times a day and being there, especially on this trip. I could picture that I picture the deep turquoise blue waters, the soft sand. I mean, I put myself right in the moment. Escape, leave now. You can do it. Um, you don't need to put up with this crap. Just leave. And you, you go on this kind of escapist fantasy. Well, at the end of the day, have you ever stopped and asked yourself, why? Why are you feeling this way? Why are you dreaming of being somewhere else? Why? I mean, listen, we all want to go to the beach, right? Well, at least I do. Croy's, you like the beach, but not as much as like me and Brielle or, you know, we, we tend to talk about Turks and Caicos every day. We're looking at resorts and hotels and villas to rent. But, right. Um, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. What is bothering you so much that you wanted to kind of walk out on your life? Um have you ever thought about or asked yourself the question that these thoughts could actually be an opportunity for you to change your life? Um, instead of dwelling on the fantasy of walking out, have you asked yourself, like, what do I really, really want? You might start with minor things like I want some peace and quiet or I don't want to work here anymore or move beyond the noise, quote unquote, and the minor irritations that are bringing you to this point and dig really deep. Like, what do I really want? What do I want to do? What do I want for my relationships? What do I want for my life? At first, the answers may sound really crazy, like I want to be an acrobat in a circus. Don't instantly dismiss those because you've been told a hundred times that that's not a job or you can't make enough living, you can't make enough money doing that. It's really important to respect your deepest, deepest desires. We're all different on this planet. We all have different desires. There's a saying that says, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it kills you to see people who are. Well, what's killing you? The corporate job may pay the bills for now, but is it ever going to satisfy your soul? What do you really want? Your feelings of frustration are a gift to take a look at your current situation and figure it out. Is something bothering you, but you just don't want to face it because you either don't like the conflict or you feel like you shouldn't be annoyed by it? Well, I hate to tell you, but running away is not going to solve the situation, nor ignore, nor is ignoring it. Figure out the issue and take the steps to address it. Are you in a situation where you're being asked to move beyond your comfort zone? My comfort zone yesterday, like riding horses, was, you know, there was no comfort zone for me there. Getting up and speaking in front of people, uh, it was on Don't Be Tardy. I've never done that before, even though I wanted to. Um, at the Women's Expo, I moved beyond my comfort zone. Um, and then I found that I actually really enjoyed speaking to people. Anyways, moving beyond our current skills can be daunting. Believing in yourself that you can do it. The fight or flight response can be intense in new situations where you may feel overwhelmed by learning the curve. Take one step at a time. You're bright. You're smart. You'll figure out how to learn all that you need to. Facing this temporary fear leads us closer to where we ultimately want to go. And this is so true. Again, face everything and reap or fear everything and run. I think people really, truly need to hear that. You yeah. know, There's a, there's a, a gentleman that's part of our crew and he he is one of his terms that he uses quite a bit is lean into it so who the hell says that I, i'm not saying oh I'm, I'm stealing i'm coining his term uh but what he means by that is is do you give it the attention and energy and emotional you know do you give it attention do you give it your emotions do you give it the the you know 
time? Do you give it what, what it's talking about, whatever it is, or do you lean out or lean away from it and keep moving on? And so if you're, if, like you said, if you're feeling like you want to escape, you need to, instead of leaning out and trying to avoid it and thinking that that's, it's going to either solve itself or something's just going to miraculously change without you paying attention to it or, or making a change, you need to lean into it and press into those feelings and find what it is that's causing you to feel that way. And then, So the feelings of frustration can occur when we definitely think that we have no other choice or we're stuck. Right. There's always options and choices that we can make. You just need to figure out what they are. Brainstorm. I love you know writing things down. I do it all the time and write down every idea you can. No sense. No matter how crazy it sounds, write them down. Maybe you can't quit your job tomorrow and become an acrobat, but you can certainly join a gymnastics group or what have you and kind of try out a trapeze and kind of do yeah. that kind of you know, yeah. one step at a time. Once you start thinking about it, you'll be amazed at how many possibilities do come up. The starting point, once you figure out what you want or what's truly bothering you, you now have a starting point of where you really want to go. Again, let's talk about Instagram. People are only posting their best life. I only post my best photos or what I think are my best photos and I'm only posting like my best life. I'm not posting what happened at the KOA about cash, you know, or something along those along those lines. Everybody's posts their best life. Just remember that when you're feeling bad about yourself. Um, I right now hate to see beach pictures of my friends at the beach. I just want to reach through the phone and choke them out. You know why? Because I'm so pissed I'm not there. But I'm happy for them that they are. Well, and you say that, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna use what what you're saying as an example. Let's say you want to you you your favorite place is the beach, right? And and your current situation doesn't allow you to be at the beach. And I'm not saying that you could possibly do this, but if if let's just say you're you're working a nine to five in a cubicle and you're just hating life, and that you want to be at the beach, and that's your favorite. My recommendation would be maybe you could search for a job as at a travel agency or find a job that right. that gets you to be like a resort bartender or a resort uh, housekeeper and and you can you can change your path in small steps to ultimately get to where you want to go but your first step is taking action to maybe Figure it out. Get a part-time job. Doing well, that's something. what we're going to talk about, the starting point. Once you figure out what's bothering you, you now have a starting point of where you, really where you want to go. Listen to your heart, and you'll be amazed at how fast the feelings of frustration are replaced by feelings of relief or even excitement when you suddenly have a direction to go. No longer will you want to escape your life. You want to start living your life. Escaping fantasies um, is an important wake-up call for all, or at least it should be Right. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, what, it, what is it that you really want? Um you could also learn so much more about yourself. I think that's a huge thing. Understanding the desire to escape your life can end up being a turning point in your life. It's a gift from your subconscious. You need to take it and run with it. I know that I absolutely love Turks and Caicos on the beach. It makes me so happy. Uh, we've tried several villas and stuff like that in Turks, and it doesn't usually work out as as one of these as good as one of these resorts that we truly enjoy, Croy and I, and our children have in the past as well. Um, but I know, too, that I wouldn't want to live there full time. You know, I like to go there. I like to spend 10 days, five days, whatever it is. And I like to go home to my house and all that. So I, as much as I love the beach, I want a villa or whatever on the beach. I want something for my kids to always have and where we all celebrate holidays and, you know, all that. That's definitely a dream of mine. But I also like to go back to reality. So as much as I love the beach, I think I would get very bored living there. And I know that enough about myself to know that. But I don't want a vacation where there's snow. I want a vacation where there's white sand, crystal clear waters. And I often, when I go to the beach, um, to the Amanyara is our favorite resort, you know, I get in the water sometimes and I just, I'm like, uh, it's so peaceful. And it's where I'm, aside from being with my family, happiest. Um, so... I do and we'll go there when we wrap up this whole trip. But I dream of it daily right now. But I know I can't go. But I know we can soon and we will. But my <laughs> point is um, that, you know, I – being a nurse, I really enjoyed it and I really liked it. But I knew it wasn't my calling. I really enjoyed waiting tables more so, although I knew it wasn't my calling. I've wanted to be famous, quote, unquote, since I was very young. Um, my aunt and I used to – walk around uh, grocery stores and malls with sunglasses on and baseball hats when I was very young. I think she said I was like nine, ten, and we used to act famous. It's funny. And she said people would come up and say, like, who are you guys? She said it was unbelievable. She said, you've wanted to be famous your entire life. And I think I'm an incredible manifester because I knew that I would get there. I just never really knew how I was going to get there. Um, and I, every day, 
a million times a day. I have the most incredible film crew, the most incredible children and husband, and I feel so blessed every day, even when I'm irritated. This has been very exhausting for our entire family, and and, um, I'm sometimes so exhausted and very short-tempered. And I immediately go back to the place of just utter gratitude of where I'm at and how thankful I am that I'm able to experience this life and do what I truly love. I live my life and get paid filming it. You know, I just live my life and I've done some of the most incredible things because of Housewives of Atlanta. I've done things I would never do because of Housewives of Atlanta and don't be tardy. Um, so, you know, it's all possible. I, I, I just knew I would get there. Um, I was 29 when I started on Housewives of Atlanta and I didn't think when I started that show that it would be number one and it would take me to where I'm at today. But I, like I said, I did know that I would be there. Croy, your dream was to play in the NFL. Right, right. And in, and you're in Hardin, Montana, 2,500, 3,000 people. Yeah. Nobody from Hardin, Montana has ever played in the NFL. Right. And one thing I think, and I don't know where I got it from. Maybe it was a coach. Maybe, maybe it was my parents. Uh, probably, probably my father, I think. Because he, he definitely, when I look back on my life, my dad approached every situation in, in his life and in our life as, as a process, you know, and, and there's a process to everything. There's a, there's a step-by-step process to everything, whether it's fixing the sink, whether it's, it's traveling across uh, the country to go see his, his parents, and, and whether it was getting groceries for the family when we lived two hours away from a grocery store, there was a process to everything, and, and, he, and he approached it that way and accomplished thousands of things each in a process and so what's funny is i don't think like that at all yeah i guess behind the scenes there's a process but it just happens like like i there's no yes there was a process of me doing the interview for housewives or but like i don't look at i just know that it's going to happen i don't worry about the process but you trusted in the process that you knew it was going to there you knew there was going to be a process to get to where you wanted to be which was i just knew it was going to happen right but you but you just trusted that there was that you would the, the pieces would fall into place and that that you would end up there i did too i knew all i knew was that there were that i needed to get bigger faster and stronger and and work on what i needed to work on to get to the next step which was which was being accepted to a college and then once i got there was then to actually play and then once i started playing was to actually perform and so I hilarious i never would have thought like you that know? and so i never thought i got to be the prettiest the skinniest the tallest the most fashionable to be on television i didn't give were, a shit but just i just were. said i'm gonna be famous i don't know right. how but, but you do those things to be those things to be but not thinking like oh, i gotta my, do these things to be those things but you just that's just who you are you my know? big boss and calls anyway. me the modern day lucille ball i didn't really appreciate that until recently and i see so much of myself and my daughters, they are the funniest humans <laughs> on the planet, and that's definitely genetics, I believe, or your upbringing. My dad's a True, jokester both. too. I think it's both. Yeah, I mean, you're born with a sense of humor, I think, and then and then if you're allowed to let it flourish and grow in your surroundings and in your upbringing, it just it grows. You know, if if you could have the funniest person ever, but he's, if if the, if he or she's in an abusive home, they're not going to be funny. You know, like it's just. Anyways, but the process is what what I'm getting circling back to is is trust in the process. There is one to get to where you want to go and just start taking the small steps that you think are going to get the ball rolling. And if if you want to be an actor or an actress, start taking a, a weekly nighttime uh, go to an acting class, you know, or go to a, an acting club and you never know who you're going to meet there, what connection you may may get to go on to the next step. And just keep pressing on all while you're doing your, your current situation. And that's what's going to change your current situation and, and morph it into what it is that you want. But trust in the process. Everything has one, and you'll get there eventually. Don't think you're going to wake up tomorrow if you're a 9-to-5-er and you're going to be in the next greatest movie release. You know what? You know? But it can't happen tomorrow. So. It can huh. be- don't worry about the process. Just know it's going to happen. Yeah, that's my point. But work work your way towards that. Right. Set the things into motion is how I look at it, not yeah, so much as a process. Exactly. So yeah. anyway, you guys, I um, hope that helps. It's the Golden Nugget. You win. 
My golden nugget is so bizarre, but I just saw it in the RV and thought I'd share with you guys. Tracy said to me about a month and a half ago, I need you to try this new laundry detergent. And Tracy's cheap as shit. And so she wants to like buy the cheapest laundry detergent. Even if it doesn't f-ing work, she's going to buy it. So I'm like, Tracy, shut up. I've been using Gain for, I don't even know. 20 years or right. something. I, mean, I the, tried Tide. There are Tide and Gain, right? I tried Tide, but it would always leave a blue stain on all my clothes. If you did it wrong, yeah. Yeah, whatever, Croy. Anyways, I didn't like it. I, <laughs> I did the same thing with Gain and it never stained my clothes. So Tracy says, I want you to try this P-E-R-S-I-L Pro-Clean laundry detergent. I guess it's like Persil, Persil? Yeah. Laundry detergent. She's like, people say it smells good, whatever. I'm like, fine. I Instacarted it, right? It comes. I wash a load of laundry. The shit is incredible. It smells good. Removes stain. I'm pretty obsessed with it. Um, it smells really, really good. Yeah. And it works. It works. So I think change is good. Rashes. Nobody's gotten any rashes or anything. It smells great. Um, again, it works. Our kids have constant stains. So anyways, I do always add OxyClean to the laundry too because that gets rid of a lot of stains. But anyways, I thought I would share um, – that with you guys so thanks so much for tuning into this episode of house of kim um we so appreciate your support and your patience during these few weeks ciao thanks for listening to house of kim with kim zolciak beerman catch new episodes weekly exclusively on podcast one.com on the podcast one app and subscribe on apple podcasts if you love the show don't forget to leave a rating and review The sponsors for this episode of House of Kim are FabFitFun. Check out FabFitFun.com and use code KIM for $10 off your first box. TeenCounseling.com. House of Kim listeners get 10% off your first month at TeenCounseling.com slash Kim. MTV's Real World Atlanta. The Real World Atlanta is streaming now only on Facebook Watch. Dole, if you're looking for something tasty first thing in the morning or to sneak in a quick snack break, try Dole Acai Bowls. Find them in your frozen aisle. 60 seconds, that's exactly how long this commercial lasts. And you know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. And the amount of time it takes to brush your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter in your license plate number and watch your car's details pop right up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local true car certified dealer. It's literally that easy. After that, after that, you can bring in your car and they'll check it out with you. You can ask questions and get the answers that you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.